Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. It is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Friday morning. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Mike, Pete, across the way. Andrew with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time we go. we got college picks coming your way uh, later on this hour. NFL picks coming up in hour number three as we run around the National Football League, Taz, and uh, and, and kick it off the program here um, and kick it off hour number two, I should say, here. Um, you know, you look at it, uh, interesting slate when you look at the National Football League this week. Uh, I think a couple of games probably highlighted when you look at Browns and Niners. That's coming your way on right. Monday night. When you look at the Packers on the road in Dallas taking on the Cowboys, a Cowboy team offensively looking to get healthy and into a rhythm following their loss last uh you know, last week, last Sunday night, uh, down yeah. in uh, New Orleans against the Saints. Right. Um, I think those are probably the the top two games that I would say when I look at the slate that I'm probably the most intrigued by. That Packers-Cowboys game, whenever those two teams hit the field nah. together, to me it always draws interest. Uh, no doubt. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I agree with that. That Yeah, definitely. The Packers-Cowboys game, uh, for sure. I'm trying to see, taking a look here. I, I, mm, wondering if how... Uh, the Falcons have been a shocker this year. I mean, I've oh, been terrible. I was dead know, wrong on them. They're one and three. No, nah, Quinn's going to get fired. I mean, you and everybody else were wrong. I mean, nobody expected this, right? We're, we're, you know, not we're, this guy. Not 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 to be this uh, bad. Julio uh, Jones in the last game. I mean, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. Last game he played. I mean, just think they're not. They're one and three. Yeah, uh, one and three. Bad. And yeah. now they go on the road in Houston against uh, against the Texans. Correct. And, you know, you, you look at it, number one is, um, you know, I saw yesterday, because we talked about it earlier in the week, Roquan Smith with the Chicago Bears as they're on the road, um, as both teams are on the road. They're in London. The game will kick off at 1. I Next week, stuff. remember, there's going to be a triple header, a quadruple header. Oh. Uh, games will get going at 9.30 a.m. Eastern oh, time. Great. Uh, so I think it's week 6 and week 8, I believe. Uh, there's a 9.30 in the morning Eastern time, 6.30 at West. So, But this week, the game's at 1 o'clock, Taz, um, as the Bears are and the Raiders are playing it over in, over in London, England. And um, 
Roquan Smith addressed the media, said, you know, it's a, it was a personal issue, was asked. I saw the, him, you know, in the Bears locker room out in Chicago. Right. Uh, and he said basically it was a personal issue, would not address it, would not give any more of a, a description to it, said mm. it's behind him, he's moving forward, asked if he was going to be playing this Sunday, he says, yes, I will be on the field playing this Sunday. Yeah. So And yeah. nothing's come out. I have not seen anything in terms of what it potentially could have been. I don't know. But he said it was a personal issue. Was even asked to elaborate on it. Someone peppered him with like, you know, was it family? Was it this? Was it that? He goes, I'm, it was a personal issue. Yeah. Well, but it's behind me. It's obviously their they're vaulting this. So, you know, no one's going to know what it is. And, you know, and it's going to, as you know, you know how this goes. It's going to die out. Um, by Monday, no one's even, if he play once he plays in London against, uh, you know, against the Raiders and he plays really well, makes a bunch of tackles or maybe has an interception or fumble recovery. No one's even going to talk about it. It's, they're going to move on. No, you're right, I, and and that's fine. I I, I guess I, you know it was just kind of surprising, jarring at the time when right, a guy that you were not expecting, who we did not talk about all last week about potentially missing the game, and all of a sudden, 20 minutes before the game, he's scratched from the game. Mm. And it's a personal issue, and you're saying what what the hell's going on with Roquan Smith? So. Uh, it looks like it's just going to be a one-week thing, and he'll be back on the field th- this week. To the Jets we go. How about Sam Darnold, who gave you the great quote the other day, uh, the spleen's going to do what the spleen's going to do, <laughs> as he's recovering from mono, back on the field, uh-huh. non-contact for Sam Darnold. Um, Jet, uh, the Jets, their doctors, and Darnold, I think, are going to provide some sort of an update today. Uh, he's been throwing the football, Taz. He's been back at practice. Um, you know, uh, Jamal Adams said uh, the other day that he looked great in practice. So the ball's coming out of his hands well. Uh, the Jets are hopeful he can play on the road in Philadelphia against the Eagles, but it all comes down to where that spleen is and whether or not it's still swollen. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, nothing you could do with that. I mean, there's nothing you could do with it. You just have to wait until that inflammation goes down. And uh, you hope the antibiotics could just just get all of the all the infection out because it's an infection that for mostly that's what it, that's well, what it inflames. You know? Sure. Well, the question I, you know? it is dangerous. The question I had for you, Taz, is this: Say today the swelling's down and he gets better, would you be nervous about playing him this week? Um, yeah, I would. I could tell you as a dad when my son had to play after having that. Uh, play lacrosse, uh, I was really, and my wife and I were both very nervous. For sure. We didn't tell him, but yeah. No, because I mean, would hit. you play him? I mean, I, I guess. Would I play him? Well, yeah, I mean, I, the, the, it's, I'm nervous a little, uh, bad word that I use. Would you play him? I thought him? you meant would, for like his safety. No, not, I, I, if you were the Jets, would you play him? I mean, the, the season, you know, you're trying to get yourself back to some sort of relevancy. You've got Luke Falk at quarterback. You, you got to right? play yes, look terrible. Play him. Yes. I, 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 I agree with you. If he's medically cleared, I would play him. I would have no issue with playing him. Now, you know, he's got to be medically cleared, you know, because there's been some debate, well, once he gets medically cleared, maybe you wait a week, you know, and give him a little bit of extra time here, Taz, to, you know, you would imagine that he's lost a little bit of weight, right? right. He's not been able to take a hit, right? He's not lifting weights. All he's doing is throwing the ball at practice, non-contact. You can't touch him. So he's going through all those pre, you know, pre-week or pre-game rituals over the course of practice during the course of the week. There's an argument to be made saying, I, you know what, why don't we give him – He's so important to our franchise. Mm. Why run the risk? Right, you know, right. give him another week to really get right, 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 and then hopefully he hits the ground running. Why put him out there when he has missed three weeks of football? Yeah, <clears throat> I, I I understand that, but you, the the answer to that, in my opinion, is you, if you're the New York Jets, you want you do not want to be you're you're zero three. You do not want to be in a deeper hole. 
You know, and this guy's going to, you know what I mean? He's going to prevent no, no, you from I, being in that deeper hole. No, I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But I guess I look at the Jets as where. The Dunsky. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. You feel like, you know, why, why, you know. Well, I look at it. I'm playing the long game. Right, right. You know, I got I, you. I, you know, I'm looking at what Darnold, it's, he's only in his second year. No, I'm looking guy, at yeah. what Darnold means for my franchise long term over the next 10 years. You know, not necessarily well, just what he means. I agree with you. He's going to give you a better chance to win the game than Luke Falk will. They didn't yeah. generate a first down, a third down conversion against the New England Patriots. I don't disagree with you there, but I guess I'm looking at big picture. I need Sam Darnold to me. I, I don't want anything. Heaven forbid something should ever happen. I don't want heaven forbid to even be in the, qua- equation. In the equation. Right. I, I want to take that out as a possibility. And. Not that he can't get hurt any other week, but I just want to make sure he's free and clear of this. That's all. And to your point, I mean, you got to really look at the schedule too. I mean, they got the they got the hosting the Eagles, then they got the Cowboys. I'm sorry, they're at the Eagles, then they're hosting the Cowboys, and then they're hosting the freaking Patriots. Yes. So that the, you know, especially the, the Dallas and and, and 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 that New England team, man, both those two teams. Wow. So yeah, you want them if you're gonna yeah you, they, they ain't going anywhere they're done yeah, yeah. well I, well we'll see Sorry, Pete. I mean and and if you're if you're a Sam Darnold fan if you're a USC fan or you're a Jet fan uh, they will provide some sort of an update uh, later on today in terms of his availability the Jets are holding out hope that he'll be available are you a believer in the Steelers and what I mean by that is do you think Pittsburgh with the way they took care of business against Cincinnati. You know, you need one of those games, right? Like mm. the game that Michigan had against Rutgers, right? They needed kind of that get healthy game, right? right? right, uh, right. Everything clicks. You build a little bit of confidence. The Steelers came back home, took care of the Bengals. They ran the ball well. Rudolph threw the ball well. Receivers making plays. Now they're back home. They're taking on a Raven team, Taz. That's hit the skids a little bit. They've lost two in a row. They lost on the road in Kansas City. And then last week got lit up at home by, by Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. The Pittsburgh Steelers are just one game out of the divisional lead in that NFC North. Rudolph played much better this past week than he did the previous week in San Francisco against the 49ers. Do you believe the Steelers showed you enough against Cincinnati to where now they can beat the Ravens and Lamar Jackson at home? No, I don't. They're a home dog for a reason, the Steelers. They're plus three and a half. I I don't. I don't think. I mean, and I like Mason Rudolph. I do. And I like Connor running the ball, too. And I like Juju. I I like their weapons. But I, I just like the Ravens better. I, I don't think. No, I don't think they can. I, I don't think there there's enough there to uh, even though they're home. And I know they're tough at Heinz Field. I get it. I understand that, and I know how that fan base is. But I just feel like Lamar Jackson is is going to turn up, you know, uh, in this game on Sunday. Yeah, and uh, you know, one thing I, I think Rudolph's going to have a good game throwing it. I don't know if it's going to be enough because I agree with you. I think Lamar Jackson, but I I do think in that Ravens defense, as we've discussed, Taz, and we're kind of ahead of curve here on Taz the Moose with that before kind of the rest of the country caught up. Uh, That Ravens defense is not what it once was. Neither is the coverage in the secondary. They don't go after the quarterback, and there's coverage (laughs) breakdowns left and right. I think it could be a field goal game either way. I would not be surprised if Pittsburgh beat Baltimore this week. Mm. Um, I don't think it's going to, you know, I would not be surprised by that. I don't know if I'd necessarily pick it. But I think Pittsburgh maybe found a little bit of mojo here with Mason Rudolph. I'll tell you this about Rudolph. That offensive line, Taz, they love him. Uh, because they showed a video after he threw one of his touchdown passes, and he went back to that offensive line, and each and every one of them was basically bear-hugging yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they do like that young man. Seems like a likable kid. It's kind of like he's like their Mikey B. Like, yes. Mikey B so likable here. We all hug him all the time. It's like that. That's how Mason Rudolph is in the, in the, the offensive huddle for the uh, Steelers. Now, okay, aside, listen, I like him too. I think the kid's a real good player. 
uh, like I said, I just I don't know why I I go on instinct sometimes, like my gut. Yeah, I just feel like LJ, as I call him, Lamar Jackson, is going to have just a, a game. I just really do. But you, you might you, you differ. Mean, you we differ. might be right. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying that he can't. He's not going to have success throwing it. I just think it could be uh, a very very close game down. Without the you uh, exposing your picks or anything, right? I'm now. not picking that game. All right. If, you, if that's the question you're going to ask. It's the answer. No, I'm not going to pick that game. I'm not, I said I wasn't going to pick it. It's not one that I would pick. I wouldn't put money down on it. I meant uh, on our show. No. No pick on our show. No, usually games I pick, well, not all of them. I don't play all of them. But there, uh, there are games that, that, uh, that I do love. Well, I assume that when you pick here, we're having fun. It's yes. for our audience. We try yeah. to take care of the audience. Uh, but then I feel like maybe sometimes when you're outside of here, you pick Differently, let's put it that way. I don't go against my picks that I make here. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I wouldn't expect you to do that. No, no, no of course I don't. Not. Yeah, I, don't yeah. I don't say, "Hey, I love the Steelers this week," and then run to the sports book and put everything <laughs> on the Ravens. That would be that'd be bizarre. I'd, yeah, it'd be a little I'd, weird. I'd, but yeah. I'd be a little strange. I don't do that. No, yeah. I, I kind of try and pinpoint two or three games a week. Oh. Um, that I like it because Taz, think about this. I'm trying to. You know, we're trying to both pick winners every week. Of course, it's hard to pick winners in the NFL. Then when you put so then in essence, say I play three games outside of the three picks I make here. That means I'm trying to go six and zero in a given week in the NFL. That's difficult to do. Yeah, you got to be a very good handicap. I mean, even the best of handicappers aren't going six and zero. That's that's pretty tough to do. No, well, but yeah. I do play some of them. I don't. Right. I don't play. Well, uh, no, because you you you're I do like to bet. Yes, you'll get you'll get into it later. But uh, you know, you you definitely you're struggling NFL wise on this show. But college-wise, man, you talk about handicapping. Well, I rallied last week. Well, you sure did. I, I need a good week, and uh, last week uh, I had a good week. So I was happy did. about that. Uh, they usually follow that up with a nice offer. So <laughs> look forward to the Saturday. Make sure you avoid all my picks. That's all funny. right, the Titans and Bills down in Tennessee. Still no word yet on Josh Allen, Taz, right? Yeah, he's, he's in the concussion in protocol. protocol. So, yeah. Matt Barkley's um, taking the reps with the uh, with the first-team offense after that what was a you know, brutal hit that he suffered last week in that Patriot game. And that's why, if you look at this line and say, how the hell are the Titans a three-point favorite at home? Well, the reason why they're a three-point favorite at home, even as poorly as they played, is because Josh Allen right now, it is questionable whether or not he's going to give it a go. Mm. Uh, he's in that concussion protocol. Right. It's not his decision, obviously. No, it's no. whether or not he's cleared. I, and what's been happening, too, uh, with the Bills, like he has been, like you mentioned, Sam Donald, he's been practicing. You know, not, not hitting, obviously, not, you know. But he's been making throws. He's been doing this whole thing, going through all his, his progressions on the field and, and the offensive scheme. They're, he's been practicing there, and what I'm hearing down there is like it's like everything out there, up there, I should say, everything he's doing. It's just like business as usual, except for the hitting part, except for wearing full gear. So he's throwing the football around mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and he looks pretty good. So I'm assuming he's going to get cleared. I mean, I hope so as a fan of the Bills, but um, otherwise we're in trouble. Yeah, well, that would be that would be tough. Barkley on the road in Tennessee. That'd McDermott be a tough was one saying, "Well, listen, Barkley's good, coach. He's okay as a backup for a play or two. He's not good enough to be your starter. Otherwise, he wouldn't be a backup on his team right now." Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I like McDermott. I love him. Don't get me wrong, but you know, come on. It, well, what do you want him to say? I know. I, you can't bury the kid. I, mean, no, I know he, that. Hey, yeah. what do you think about Barkley? We're in trouble. Yeah, we're in deep trouble, man. I we mean, really need Josh you know, back. That would be <laughs> That'd be right. funny, though. <laughs> that, would be, that would be funny. I we're agree trouble, with you. Man. I mean, boy, <laughs> he's giving you the coach spiel. Yeah, we, yeah. You know, all hands on deck. Yeah. 
will pick each other up. Barkley could get the job done. He's trying to inspire and instill a little confidence in him. Even though he probably is not believing what he's saying, that's what that's what McDermott's doing. No, I know you're right. And like I said last week, though, he did. Barkley did make a couple of throws where Bill's receivers from Zay Jones uh, just dropping balls uh, against the Pats. There were a couple opportunities. <laughs> that guy should have caught balls, and it yeah. didn't happen. Uh, no, we'll it, it did not. And they had every opportunity um, to come away with a victory last week. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, fell short. Uh, fell I haven't short. gotten over that, you know. I know. Still having a problem. I get it. I get it. Well, I'm going to enact a little revenge this time in Foxborough later on. I hope so. And beat the Pats. Awesome. If you had Mike Nugent. In your uh, yeah. in your lottery, in terms of being the next Patriots kicker, uh, you won whatever the odds were. Uh, Mike Nugent uh, is uh, called off the deck at a re- semi retirement, I believe. Mm. Uh, now he's the new kicker for the New England Patriots. As Stephen Giskowski is done for the year, he's got hip surgery. Listen, it's not going to come down to a kick Sunday down in our nation's capital, as they are a healthy fifteen and a half point favorite against the Washington Redskins. Taz, but uh, uh, the Pats offensively. They went up against a very good defense last week and struggled offensively. I would imagine, as they would say in the trade, they get healthy this week down in Washington. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine they have a good game. That's going to be just a slaughter. I mean, the Patriots playing your team. It it really, the Redskins. They can't lose enough, I'll be honest with you. I hope they go 0-16. If you're going to be bad, be pathetically, historically bad. I mean, a complete, uh, what's another word for slaughter? I mean, like destruction, destruction, uh, um, dismantling, um, uh, just a, 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 a slaughter. Okay. I, I guess I said yeah, that's again. a good word. Yeah, slaughter. Fifteen and a half. Destruction. Yeah. Is the spread. Fifteen and a half. I agree with you. Redskins are terrible. You taking that game when we pick later? Uh, I will be. Oh come on! You're better than that. Why am I better than that? It's the easy peasy ones. You can't. Take I'm, I'm looking for winners here, Tad. We got a rally. <laughs> All right. I'm looking I'm looking for winners. Oh my god. I gotta find winners. You can take it too. No, but I mean it's like that's a big gap. Are you taking the Jets, the Eagles too? You taking that one? No, I'm not gonna touch it. Thirteen and a half. I we we talked about games over twenty point spreads. I usually don't. I go with the tighter games. That's I me. I know you do. You know, I'm, I'm a competitor. I'm look I I Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> right. I got exactly. you. <laughs> All right. I, have, I still have to do my picks. I haven't done them. I did my college uh, picks. I'll do them now during the break. Um, I work during the break. It don't matter. Uh, no, you'll No, I have it. one game picked. I, I'm on the fence with the other two. That's why. With the college picks. No, no. The NFL picks. Oh, right. College picks are out. I'll do them right now. You want to do college. I'm ready to go. No, no. We're not. We'll do it no, right now. No, no right. we're going to break. All right. Oh, that's what that Very means. jumpy here. Yes, we're running the music. Right. Yes, correct. Right. It's Taz. It's Moose. It's a Friday morning right here at CBS Sports Radio. Attention maggots. Rise and shine. This is Sergeant Slaughter from the WWE, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Don't touch that dial, maggots. And that's an order. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. All right, Sunday, the NFL on CBS features a full slate of games, including Brady and the Pats on the road in Washington. The Ravens and Steelers renewing their AFC North rivalry. Check your local listings for the game in your area. It all begins with Jamie and the guys in the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, only on CBS. 
maybe they'll promote us this week. I always watch to see if Boomer would give us a shout. We talked about this yesterday. Maybe this week you will. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Let's see. Maybe not. The Redskins, I think, have a better chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's that's the way I would put it. I think, I, if you believe that in Washington, you believe in, that was in Boomer giving, you, <laughs> giving us a shout-out. <laughs> what was that? What's that? Clark Kellogg. Remember that? He, didn't oh, give us Clark a sh- couldn't have. Clark didn't he was, to, wasn't he supposed to give us a shout-out, but he didn't? Never did. He never One did? and done. Yeah, Come he, on, man. He placated us. <laughs> he didn't give us uh, it. He placated us. He and of course, yeah, yeah. They got off the phone. Who's that? Who? What? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't do it. No, Clark Kellogg. Looking it. forward to having him back on the show. Come uh, on, man. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Bogish, good morning. Moose, uh, Taz, uh, Al, good morning. So Bogish complaining about doing his job before we get on the don't air. Don't get me really started. Do not, don't not say it. it. Uh, not uh, don't say it. This is no, off the air. No, this is off the air conflict. But he's still, you, Moose, you heard him. He was complaining about doing his job. And not about this job he does on the air, which is spectacular. We know that. Not about that. He's Don't the guy that's dying. But, but there were other stuff, something else in the job description. Moose, you heard him. He was whining and crying like a little punk. Be well, a like, man! I'll like everybody else. Like everybody else, yeah. I, but I, I took care of my business early, Moose. You know that. I did it. Yeah. You got a guy. <laughs> we got to do it ourselves. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and some of us are here past 9.02 most mornings. Oh, so. well, well, that was... Oh, oh, this that's is that's Andrew Bogish. Right. right, well, I don't that's know if Andrew heard that com- you, know, you fired out a complaint yesterday. <laughs> Wait a minute, I missed... What? Yes, off the air, not on the air. Mm. Oh, yes, yeah. I'll tell him off the air, yeah. Yes. That's true. I, yeah, yeah. Yes. Was it funny, do you think? It was a funny complaint, right? No, yeah, it was, no, it was funny, but it was a similar in complaint. Well... Yeah, this it's so hard because this discussion, well, we, you know, we you know this, yeah. we can't. Well, yeah. What's going on in sports? That's a good yeah. question, Perfect Moose. Uh, you guys laid this out last hour. Who knows how the seventh inning would have played out how, had Ronald Acuna Jr. been on second base instead of first. But no matter what, the Braves stud outfielder again got caught admiring a drive, ending up only with a single. Manager Brian Snitker already benched him once during the season for this. So he should have been on second. And... We're kind of shorthanded to do anything about it right there. You hate to see that happen. So not only is this a playoff game, but Snitker didn't have a full bench either at that point yesterday to pull Acuna. His, the Braves' lead stayed 3-1, entering the eighth inning. Then the Cardinals scored twice. Then they kept going in the ninth inning. The pitch for uh, Wong, and he swings and grounds it. Fair pass first. That's going to score two more at least. Here comes uh, Molina. They stop him at third. And the Cardinals have taken a 7-3 to three lead now. Wow, this is a big inning. Now, see, How old is Mike Shannon? Yes. Taz is laughing. I, I want to laugh as well. I wanted to play a highlight from that game. The other two-run double in the ninth Why, inning I mean? was I a worse call. Did I call. do something wrong? Was I mean that? Well, it's just because Mike Shannon's like 97 years okay, old, and that's what? why he sounds like that. Yeah, and see, now, see, then we the have thing. to suffer. Yeah, but uh, look... He should be. He should not be working still. You're, oh, I don't disagree with you. Is he really that old of a man? He's, he's old. not ninety-seven. No, he's not that old. But he's not. He's up there in age. Forty-five. Yeah. Either if you're a hundred years old and you're calling games, it's a little old. He's eighty. He's eighty. He's yeah. eighty. Oh, he's a kid. He's eighty years old. He's Does he still 80. have a steakhouse out there in St. Louis? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. Shannon's. 
I don't know if that's still... Mike goes back to the Google machine. Is no, he's got, no is, it's all restaurant it, research team, Andrew. Wise ass. I don't okay. know. <laughs> that's what it is. Mike's the... Yeah, Mike's the I just see Mike's fingers down. furiously yes, typing uh, in Mike Shannon's steakhouse. Here <laughs> comes a... It wasn't a clean call. It wasn't a clean call. I closed uh, a couple of years back. Oh, Shannon's. He was also closed. too old. The yeah. landmark for 30 years. 30 years, Shannon's was open. Oh. All right. Uh. Molina, they stop him at third. Go ahead, he had Andrew. a great so, run. I know I'm mean. I, I sound mean. And I actually love everyone in this world. Young people, old people, middle-aged, medium people. Right. Male, female. It's it a bad call. I love everybody. Yeah. But to me, I find humor in things like that. It was a bad I don't call. know how old. He was a bad call. I don't know how old the man is. He said, bah, bah, bah. I, I don't know. But just to me, it's funny. Dude, the Sterling well, You can all tell the time. by his voice. He's not Sterling, 40 years old. Sterling. What do I do with Sterling? I just make comments about Oh, no, in general. Oh, uh, yeah. He's not 80, though. He's 79. Right. He no, 70? he is 80. I think he yeah, just turned he 80. He just turned 80 on July 4th. It, really? Which is why yeah. it's remarkable that he sounds as good as he does. Oh, he Sterling's does. 10 times better than Sterling this guy from St. Louis with the state. 81 for Sterling. 81. Wow, he's older. There you go. I'm going to rip him on now. He's whippersnappers. Uh, so Colton Wong, Marcelo Zuna, two-run doubles, top nine. That made it 7-3 Cardinals. Acuna and Freddie Freeman homer to the bottom of the ninth. But the Braves lose 7-6 in Game 1 in Atlanta. No drama in Game 1 at Dodger Stadium. The home team 6, the Nationals nothing. Six scoreless innings from Walker Bueller, three RBI from Max Muncie. Today's schedule begins with the Astros' Rays opener at 1 Central, then the Braves and Cardinals, then the Yankees and <coughs> Twins, then the Nationals and the Dodgers. To Seattle and a masterclass in QBing. From Russell Wilson. Here comes the rush. Russell steps up. Russell scrambles. Looks. Wide open. Chris Carson catches it twice. Touchdown. Seahawks. Steve Rabel on Seahawks Radio. Chris Carson wide open in the front corner of the end zone. Juggling the go-ahead TD catch with 2.28 left on Thursday night football. Four touchdown passes from Wilson. But his team only won 30-29 when Rams kicker Greg Zerline missed from 44 yards out with 11 seconds to go. Giants running back, Saquon, Saquon, Stephen Barkley again on the field in pads, running and cutting before practice yesterday. Barkley still not officially ruled out for Sunday's visit from the Vikings. He suffered a high ankle sprain just two Sundays ago. Meanwhile, Minnesota wideouts Stephon Diggs said yesterday, there's truth in all rumors. He didn't ask the Vikings for a trade, but couldn't speak for his agent. Head coach Mike Zimmer hasn't said if Diggs will play this weekend, but he did practice yesterday after skipping Wednesday. College football, Temple a 27-17 win at East Carolina. And on the second night of the NHL season, the Sabres won in Pittsburgh 3-1. The Rangers outscored the Jets 6-4. Artemi Panarin, a power play goal in his Rangers the debut. And that's career win number 450 for Henrik Lundqvist. Guys, there uh, you Before go. you leave, Andrew, mm. I'd like you to be part of this. I have a question because Moose is a Yankee fan, so we don't... Is he? We need his opinion, but, uh, you know, it's just it's more... Way to minimalize me. So well, no, Let's because go. it's not about the Yankees. It's not minimalizing you. Yes. Go. Oh, what are we talking not? about? The Mets. I'm talking about Mickey Calloway getting fired. Yeah. I want to talk to fellow Met fans on the radio. Okay. And that's, that's Mike... That's Pete. That's Andrew. That's everyone except you. That's why it's not minimalizing you. All right. No. What about Callaway? I'm asking Andrew. Is he happy about that? He's not the skipper of the Mets anymore. Or not. That's why I wanted to ask a fellow Met fan. No, I got it. I heard you. Okay. Go ahead, Andrew. I'm relieved he is not the Mets manager anymore. Okay. Who would you like to be the manager? 
uh, a man who has managed before, uh, who has done a double <laughs> switch before, which seemed to have befuddled Mickey Calloway at times. That's funny. Uh, so if you've had a job already running mm. a major league team, you're on my list. Uh, but in particular, obviously like Girardi, love Joe Madden, although I, I think he's destined for the Angels. Uh, and I'd even take Dusty Baker yeah, at this point. I, I, like, I like Girardi. Moose, you cover the Mets a lot. You work for SNY. For those that listen to this show, they've heard you mention this. Yeah. You are a Yankee fan. You're a Met hater. Um, <laughs> no, you're a closet don't, Met don't hater. Don't describe me like that. You're don't a closet do that. Met hater. I do not. I yes, do not. Sir. Don't describe me like oh, that. Why? Anyway, so. Why? why? What's wrong <laughs> with that? Because it's not true. Because oh, it's not true. On. Don't be so sensitive. I'm not being sensitive. Don't I'm, describe me like that. I'm okay. just saying it's not oh, true. I don't sorry. hate the Mets. Oh, okay. The Mets have been very I'm good sorry. to me. Fred oh, been very I understand. Good to me. I, I don't. I don't I hate the Mets. Don't do it's that. It's called a joke. It's I, morning I drive radio. I'm it's joking. not. But the point being is that it should right. be of no surprise okay. that Callaway got fired. All right. I mean, it, the writing's on the wall. He was going to go. He almost got fired middle part of regular uh, last season. Right. So I mean, the fact that the word came down yesterday, I think most Mets fans. I think the stunning aspect would have been if he ever came back. Mm. Who will be, in your opinion, the Mets manager? That's a great question. I don't know if there's a favorite right now. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think Girardi is there. I think they have interest in Buck Showalter. Uh, Joe Espada, the bench coach with mm. the Astros. Uh, I think they like Luis Rojas as well, who's down uh, as a part of their organization already. Um, you know, those are the, you know, Dusty Baker. I don't think Madden. You know, Madden was making $6 million a year with the Chicago Cubs. What's your and take on the destined for the Angels? Possibility of Carlos, Carlos Beltran. What's your take on that? I think he's got no shot. Okay. Apparently he doesn't want the job. Yeah, that's what I saw this yeah. morning. I don't pitch him. He doesn't want any man. job. I don't pitch. I don't. He's like me. Uh, Mike, what is your thoughts as a Met fan on the Callaway firing? Pretty much the same as Bogus. He, 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 I feel bad for the guy. He was a nice guy. It just it just mm. was over his head. He wasn't a Van, you know, Brody guy either. You know what I mean? That's the other thing too. What about you, my uh, Pete? Uh, Bogus forgot the lineup card situation that uh, Mickey did. <laughs> yeah, two years ago in Cincinnati. I forgot about that. Yeah. At least we can write yeah. a lineup card with a new manager. Right. Fingers um, crossed. I it, it was time to go. I, I would hire Girardi, but I would my second and third would be Buck and um, Dusty. Dusty Baker. Yeah, yeah. Veteran guy. Yeah, I'd like Girardi. You need that. Yeah. yeah but Girardi would be great. From a Yankee fan perspective, Moose, would the Yankee fans, would they be ticked? Not ticked. If Girardi was the Mets manager across town, Jones, all that, would that bother Yankee fans? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't. I don't. I think they'd grow tired of Girardi at the end. I think you're right about that. So I don't. I don't think it would bother Yankee fans at all. No, I just wanted um, to. And uh, you know. I, I think and Girardi, I think would be great. I mean, I think Girardi would be a home run hire. I think he'd be. Uh, I think he understands New York. Hopefully, he. Uh, you know, I think his ways and his personality can wear on people over the course of time. He was very successful. He was with the Yankees for ten years. I. I, if you're asking me of those veteran guys, um, I think I'd rather have Girardi more so than Buck and more so than Dusty. I'm with you on what you just said. Does, do you know if he's, does he still live in the area? Do you know? Uh, he has a house in the area. He's down in Florida because his son's a catcher. His son, oh. uh, he, they moved the family down to Florida to uh, is he for in his college. Son. Uh, he's maybe he's going to college. Or okay. He's a senior in high school. Oh, all right, gotcha. Um, but I know. Uh, uh, he's, I, he's got a house up here too. I believe, yes. From my understanding, uh, is that he still has a home mm-hmm. in the tri-state area. It's he could not, get one if necessary, too. I would think. Correct. Yeah. But he still he still has a home here. <laughs> in I think it's in Connecticut. He he lives. There are houses available. Yeah, right. and he has yeah, money. Yes. He has funds. Yeah, that is yeah. correct. I just meant like it was this home, Andrew. Like is this his I home? Know, you know, know, for his kids. You know, instead. You know, there's a lot of wise asses on the show. Everybody's a tough guy here. It's unbelievable. A lot of tough guys on the show. 
My mistake. Not <laughs> no, me. I'm definitely not. <laughs> uh, that's funny. A lot of tough. Being honest. Um, All right. Yeah, so done. we'll see how long it takes. That was my only commentary on it. I, said, I just wanted to know. I wanted to go around the room, and I did. There you go. Yeah. Then. All right. Are you happy with the firing or no? I'm meds and meds. You're like, he's a nice guy. He's like a nice guy. The team played loose under him. You know, and they, they, they were the talk of the town, man, after the All-Star break. They were doing a lot of good stuff. You know, they really were. And, and they played loose under him. He seems like a real players coach type guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's yeah. a terrible in-game manager. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. And you got to win games. But, you know, he could be a scapegoat in this thing, too. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm not losing sleep over it. So I guess I, I, guess I don't care. And you said you would like Gerard. Too. I would. I, I yeah. like Girardi. Girardi I would, would be great. Yeah. I think it would be. And now it's question is, is, is that where he ends up landing? Yeah, we'll we'll find out and how long this does take. We've got some college picks. we got those coming your way next. It's a Friday morning. Taz Moose with you. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. we got some college picks coming your way now. Last week, uh, Taz went 1-2 and two a week ago. Uh, he's now 9-5-1 and one on the season. Had a good week last week. 3-0 and oh last week. I'm now 9-6 and six on the year. Uh, Taz has got a half-game lead as we are upon week six of the college football landscape. So a lot to get into. Certainly we saw uh, the struggles of Clemson last week against Carolina. Oklahoma rolled. Alabama rolled. So we'll see what exactly happens this week. Some good games that dot the slate. Let's get into it. Here are some week six picks. The Taz and Moose picks are for fun only. This is not for gambling purposes. Just some chuckles and a good time. Enjoy the Taz and Moose picks now. Listen irresponsibly. It's now time for the Taz and Moose College Football Picks. The three picks you need to know. All right, so it is upon us, Taz. Who do you want to go first? Who do you want to do? Want me to go first? I went three and Yeah, I guess you went three and You should go first. All right, here we go. Uh, we're going to lead in uh, out to Columbus, Ohio. The Big Horseshoe, Ohio Stadium, Saturday night, ABC, 7.30 Eastern time is the kick. And I'm going to take the Buckeyes, um, you know, and they're laying 20 at home against the Spartans of Michigan State. D'Antoni's team has rallied 4-1, and one, and they've been able to bounce back after that dastardly loss uh, to Herb Edwards and the Arizona State uh, and Arizona State Sun Devils. You look at Ohio State, I mean, everyone was looking at Nebraska last week, 17-F, 17-F, take the Cornhuskers, and Ohio State, they just didn't beat them. I mean, they embarrassed Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers on the road in in Lincoln last week. So give me the Buckeyes. They come back home. Defense is very good. I mean, you look at Ohio State. We want to look at Ryan Day and that offense and what Fields is doing at the quarterback spot and what they have along at the skill position spots. Look at what that defense is doing right now. I think they're a top five defense in the entire country. Uh, and they've clearly taken a step forward. Michigan State, I know, has battled, and these games have been close historically. I'm going to take the Buckeyes. I'm going to lay the 20. They might indeed, uh, you know, as Aaron Murray told us earlier in the week, they might indeed be the best country pound for pound, best team in the country pound for pound right now. Buckeyes laying twenty. That's pick number one for me. What says you, Taz? Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go out to West Virginia. We're gonna talk a little Texas Longhorns against Mountaineers of West Virginia. So Texas comes into this bad boy. The Horns come in ranked eleventh in the country. They're three and one. West Virginia unranked. They are three and one. 
West Virginia home dog Jones. They are ten and a half home dog. Um, I'm taking the horns right here. I'll lay in the ten and a half. The quarterback, Sammy E, baby, Ellinger, he's going to light up that West Virginia defense all day. I like Ingram running the ball really well for them also. Uh, Kendall, the quarterback for West Virginia, not having an amazing year, nothing like Sammy E. but uh, So I like the Longhorns. Lay the 10.5, take the horns. All right, that's pick number one for you. You like Texas laying the points uh, against the Mountaineers of West Virginia. All right, pick number two for me. 10.30 Eastern Time, 7.30 West Coast start. Uh, we're going to go out to Stanford Stadium in Stanford, California. And uh, it's 15th-ranked Washington. The Huskies on the road against the Stanford Cardinal. And going against Stanford has been okay for me so far this year. And I'm going to go against them again. And I'm going to lay the big number at 16.5 with the Huskies on the road. Jacob Eason has been very, very good. And if you look at this Huskies team right now, up until this stage, you know, they've handled their business pretty comfortably. They did lose to Cal second week of the year. But Hawaii, they won 52-20. At BYU on the road, 45-19. USC a week ago, they doubled them up 28-14. They go on the road this week, and they go to a place in Stanford, and I guess it's Pac-12, and I understand anything can happen when you're playing within the conference. I think Washington's just a flat-out better team, and obviously they're a 16.5-point favorite. I've got no issue with them going on the road. This is not a great Stanford team for Brian, for Shaw, for David Shaw and the boys out there in uh, in California. They're really not not similar to what we've seen from the Stanford program. Good linebackers, great running game, everything and the like. Uh, give me Washington. It's a big number. I'm going to lay the 16 and a half late on Saturday night or early evening if you're on the West Coast. But give me the Huskies laying 16 and a half. That's pick number two for me. All right, well, you know, one of the better games of this weekend um, is basically going to be Auburn versus Florida. Both teams are 5-0, and okay? Auburn, uh, awesome defense for sure. The Tigers' defense is legit, legit as legit can be. We had Aaron Murray yesterday talking about it on the show yesterday, breaking it down really well. That front seven, he's right, looked into it more. They are legit. The Gators are a home dog. They're plus two, Okay. I'll tell you what, I'm taking Auburn all day. I'm taking the Tigers in this bad boy. Bo Nix, I feel, is going to have a really good game for the Tigers. And that Tigers defense is strong. I'll take uh, I'll take Auburn, and I'll lay the two. All right, so you're going to take Auburn, lay in the two. That's pick two for you. Pick three for me. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go down to Atlanta. Georgia Tech is entertaining. They're not one of the big games of the weekend, uh, but I'm looking for a winner. I'm gonna take Carolina on the road at Georgia Tech. Take it on the Yellow Jackets. Uh, Georgia Tech. It's been a struggle this year. They're one on three on the season. You look at Carolina. The concern I'd have about taking the Tar Heels this week is being as close as they were a week ago to pulling off the shocker of shockers, a two point conversion away from potentially beating the Clemson Tigers. Um, you know, and they lose that game 21-20. Now they go on the road in Georgia Tech. I'd be a little concerned if I didn't love the head coach, and I do love the head coach. I think he's done a great job so far coming back to Carolina, and they get a soft landing spot in Georgia Tech, who's not a particularly good team. Um, the, the, the Tar Heels have played very, very well this year. You know, I, I went against them the opening week when they were home against South Carolina. That bit me in the rear end as they not only covered the spread, but they won the game outright, handling uh, the game clock, uh, Gamecocks a loss to begin the season. So give me North Carolina now on the road in Georgia Tech. Lay the 10 and a half. That's pick number three for me. All right. So we got uh, we got Michigan. We talked a lot about Michigan this week, the Wolverines, and everything with Harbaugh and whatnot, and the pressure's on them and what's going on. They're sitting 3-1, the Wolverines. They're ranked 19th in the country. Well, they're home, 
And they got the Hawkeyes of Iowa coming in, who's legit. They're 4-0 to Hawkeyes. They're, they're ranked 14th in the country. It's a tough game. It's going to be a good game, okay? Uh, I, I got to tell you, though, straight up, though, I'm going to take Michigan. I'm going to lay the three and a half because Iowa's uh, – wait, where do I got here? Michigan is – I had a different line. What, what do you have on this game? Three and a half. I had three, okay, three, my bad. So three yeah, – I said it right first time. Yeah. I'm taking Michigan laying three and a half. Correct. Iowa is plus, plus three, three and, and a half. half. That's what I should have said. Shea Patterson, I feel, to Bell has been a really good connection reception-wise. Um, and I'll tell you what, I think they're going to they're gonna put up some points on this Hawkeye team. I think that Michigan will step up. Harbaugh's crew will step up uh, in the big house against a really tough Big Ten opponent in the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'll take Michigan. I'll lay the three and a half. Uh, so you're going to take Michigan laying the three and a half. Yes, All sir. right. So pick. Uh, here you go. Recapping our week six picks. Ohio State for me laying twenty. Uh, battle of two top twenty five teams as the Spartans are coming to uh, the big horseshoe in Columbus, Ohio. The Buckeyes laying twenty. Washington on the road in Stanford lay the sixteen and a half with the Huskies. And then pick three for me. Give me uh, give me the Tar Heels of North Carolina on the road at Georgia Tech down in Atlanta. Laying the ten and a half. That's pick three for me. All right, and I'm taking uh, Texas Longhorn. I'm taking Texas laying the ten and a half over West Virginia. Um, I'm also taking Auburn. Uh, Auburn taking. I'm taking Auburn laying two over Florida. I just feel that defense is strong as heck. And uh, I'm going to take Michigan laying three and a half over the Hawkeyes as Michigan's home. So there's my three picks. There you go. So there are your week six college uh, football picks. We got the three coming your way at the top of the hour, Taz. As we have here a minute, something we touched upon yesterday, because I wanted to get your thoughts on it because uh, you know better than anybody else. But uh, the viewership came out uh, for Wednesday night, AEW against NXT, the two live shows, uh, and AEW did extremely well. Man, it really, I'll tell you, shocked. I mean, I had a feeling they were going to do pretty good, but it was really crazy. They did a more or less a 1-4, okay, where NXT, they did almost 900,000, like 890,000 people. Um, you know, that's huge for the wrestling industry that on the middle of the week, while people have worked the next day and kids have school and all this jazz, that you have two companies that... I don't feel it's like I said. I don't feel it's a war. Excuse me, a war. But it shows that they're going head up against each other. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, head up. One on TNT, one on USA. And then you have all, you know a couple million people watching wrestling. It shows you how big the business has truly grown. As, as someone from the wrestling industry, most of my adult life, it's awesome to see. It's a great time to be in the wrestling business if you are. I wish I was in my prime right now. It'd be great. Right. I was fortunate in my prime to be in during the Monday Night Wars. So I benefited from that. Now, these young cats today, they're benefiting from what's going on. But AEW doing that 1-4 is ultra impressive. And you got to tip your cap to AEW's front office and, and the EVPs and everything because they spent a lot of money Starting with Tony Khan, spent a lot of money on promotion, marketing, TNT, their TV partner, did a great job promoting the hell out of that first episode for sure. Now we have to see if they can sustain this number. Okay, not being negative Nelly, but I do think the number will drop. A lot of that that 1.4 million is a curiosity number. But, you know, history shows that when numbers drop, the higher your number comes in, the less it'll drop. And I think that, I think that maybe they go low ones on a, a consistent basis. That's great. To, to be in that world and beat out WWE's monster uh, machine that they are and have NXT as their young, hot brand for so many years, 
Uh, it's an amazing win. And then to top it all off, uh, WWE puts out a statement congratulating Congratulating AEW on on their great pre, uh, premiere episode. Yeah, I missed that. Wow. Yeah, that's, n- that's never done by Vince McMahon and company. That's interesting. To acknowledge that they did that. someone else. Yeah, true story. I mean, it, it, no, I, I, no, I believe you. That's why do you think they did that? <sighs> because they're scared. That's why. Because they're sweating AEW, and it's not they're sw- not sweating their roster. They're not. They're sweating two things. They're sweating the Turner. Uh, the, the, the Turner and his TV corporation, because Turner wants revenge on WWE. Yeah, and they also sweat the Khan's wallet. Okay, because yeah, the Khan family that. has more money than the money. McMahon family. Yeah, That's they, why they've got a lot of money. And the passion no that question. Tony Khan has, man, they're really putting so much effort. This is this is seven days a week. They're going. I know a lot of people that work there in the, in the front office and stuff like that. They're working real hard, these people. So I'm happy for them. We got the three coming your way next. It's Taz and Moose with you here on this Friday morning. NFL picks coming your way next hour as well as we take it right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.